0: That was Chris Tomlin with Our God. As I said, I'm so excited. I've already read you a bit of a CV and her background, but right now I'm joined by Rebecca Munyuki. When I say the word vision, she's the lady that pops up into my head. I've told you she has years of experience in the IT industry, in Africa, in Turkey, but she's also a coach. She is a speaker, um, an author, and of course, as I mentioned, she hosts those vision board workshops. Her name is Rebecca Munuki. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us um, for our very first program for 2023.
1: Awesome, thank you so much for the invitation Lady Jenna and I'm so excited to be part of this um, interview and be able to share the good news
0: to encourage others and talk about vision. Absolutely. I have to start here. I mean, every year I see you for years now doing these vision workshops with uh, women and people from all over the country. And I'm sure that every year you also have a vision for yourself. I want you to look back into 2022 a bit and just tell me what was your vision for that year, your personal vision. And when you look back, did you achieve it?
1: Oh, wow. What a pertinent question funny enough I was sitting under a beautiful tree yesterday and I was reflecting on my vision and I was actually checking off the list and what I did last year was actually do in addition to my visual collage and which has pictures I actually made a list because last year I turned 48 And I made a list of 47 things um, that I wanted to achieve. And I said, you know, let me just make it more specific. And I'd say out of that, about 10 things that I moving into 2023, which are not practically possible for me to do because it requires certain um, action. But I was very happy and I was at peace to know that actually, you know, God is so faithful. Some of the things I put effort into and some of the things I just written down and they naturally happen. God just orchestrated the right people. So, for example, when he came to vision work um, workshops, um, my passion was to encourage people, individuals. And God brought the right people along my path and um, to encourage me. So I even did one with the beauty brand for over 200 people across and it was virtual. But for me, it was such a blessing to know that God was so faithful, especially during women's month. Uh, I just wanted to do something impactful. Another thing was continue to um, be an individual who actually works to coach and help people break free. So that scripture says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Mm. sent me to spread the good news. To heal the brokenhearted, To bind the wounded. Um, for me that was just one of the things that I was praying. That whenever I coach or mentor. Or even just meet even a stranger. That I'd leave some kind of um, remnant. Or some kind of impact that's um, of healing. And um, I was grateful that I was able to see testaments of 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 that happening and then lastly on the financial side i'm glad because i said lord i'm tired of struggling mm-hmm. i do not want to be you know as your child and your daughter i want to be able to pay you know my bills on time and if not ahead um yeah. that was my prayer and um and god was so faithful and up op- and giving me the opportunity to do work not just waiting for money to fall on my lap but opportunities to to work and get paid for the services that I offer.
0: That is incredible, Rebecca. I want to ask you about those ten items that you mentioned that will be rolling over into the next year. For some of us, uh, starting this new year, we are now realizing that we might have a lot of items that are either unfinished. We never did anything about them. And now another year is starting and maybe much more than 10 items are back on my vision list. How do I deal with that disappointment in myself <laughs> that, that I just did not have the discipline to actually do what I needed to do in 2022?
1: Oh, that is such an encouraging word. And I think in the Bible, we hear stories of, you know, um, parents would have a vision for themselves to execute like the building of the temple and it ended up being the child who ended up doing the work Mm. um there are things we personally feel like okay i'm the one who needs to do it so there's some bigger visions where god says okay you can do the start the foundational work someone else will do the the building someone else will do the deco someone else will do the finishing touches so i think we also need to be cognizant with some dreams um God also saying you know some will do the the plowing some will do the sowing some will do the watering others will help with the pruning and others will help with the harvesting however the key thing is just being obedient to know that you know if God has appointed you to do something though the dream may delay it'll still come to pass mm. i think one of the things that i encourage myself and others i always say to people number 1 the destination has not moved so mm. if you're on your way to durban durban has not suddenly just um, you know look relocated itself to another location it's still there it's waiting for you yes there are delays and I think that's one of the things that I encourage people with their vision is that leave room for disappointments leave room for delays leave room for um, certain things that maybe is out of your control it's not something that you had planned on doing Um, give yourself grace. I think that's another tip I give people is um, just give yourself grace along the journey. Don't feel that, you know, everything has to be done right away, you know. So on the delays, um, just I think a last point is regarding, you know, giving yourself grace and then knowing that, you know, God's timing is always the best. And then repentance as well. I mean, some of us, we know where we have been negligent um, in delaying. And then some things is that God will always say, you know what, even if you can't do it today, try again tomorrow. Um, So just encourage yourself. Like I wrote a book and it kept on rolling on to the next year and the next year and the next year. For several years, I kept saying I'm going to do this. It was on my vision board. So I think don't feel so frustrated. But when you finally get yourself accountability Buddies, or at at an appointed time when you have the time, is then you work through that vision and getting it executed. So it's not a straightforward path Mm -hmm. with some of our goals and our dreams. Sometimes it's resources um, that are not available. Um, Like the pandemic, I mean, Mm. think about when we had to go on lockdown, it was out of everyone's control. So some goals had to be on lockdown, but the power to envision and to plan did not stop. So I would say to people, even if there's a delay, keep working on the plan so maybe it's research that you need to do more of maybe it's applications that you need to do more of um yes you might not have the funding but at least you're narrowing your your plan and you're being
0: specific and um and that takes time as well you mentioned the pandemic now and i think one of the things that covid-19 did is that it really moved the goalpost for some of us. It shifted it from maybe having a vision to get possessions. It was all about possessions, the house, the car, um, the money, to more purpose-driven, you know, um, to making impact, achieving, changing people's lives. Did you find over the years, especially taking the pandemic into consideration, that people have shifted from possession-focused to more purpose-driven? Um. Yes, absolutely.
1: That is so spot on. And uh, funny enough, like during the lockdown, I actually worked with a group um, called Own Your Crown, and we're running sessions in the morning, and we did a virtual vision board session. And I just felt the Lord lead me to just speak about what's the one thing that matters to you, not about the 100 things that you want to achieve, it was just like, what's the one thing that's matters to you that's linked to values that's linked to purpose that's linked to to intention and also that links that's linked to something that's sustainable and a legacy so a lot of people we found was more about their health and wellness Mm
0: -hmm. it wasn't
1: about you know i want to be a size you know zero or a cute little size eight or six it was really about i just want to have good health and be able to breathe um, it became a matter of I want to connect more and create memories with my family. Um, there was, you know, people wrote things on under relationship. Um, it was more around communication. It was those unfinished business or topics that we used to skirt around because we're busy chasing work and being in appointments and visiting people. Now we're stuck with each other under the same roof. Now we got to speak about that um, topic and underlying issues, things that we're kind of swept under the rug. There's a lot of doing inner work, inner growth when it came to learning and development. It wasn't necessarily about the degree. It was more about I need to learn more about me, self-awareness, um, spirituality was more, I just need to connect more with my faith, my, you know, and spend more time in the Word. And um and I think that for me just allowed people to see that they were shifting. And that's a key message that I always give with the vision boarding sessions that I give people. I always say, it becomes less about the item that you're trying to achieve. That's almost like your carrot. Mm -hmm. However, the person you're becoming is what's actually manifested during that journey. So if let's say you write down, I want to be a business person. So who you're becoming is a person that's more accountable. It's a person who is a salesperson. You're starting to network more with people. You're not as shy as you used to. Um, you're more um, curious about people's lives and how they your product can help them better. So it's it's about who you are becoming. And I think that's been the greatest shift um, for a lot of people um, mentally, emotionally, um, that well-being became the forefront. And the rest of the stuff supports or it actually is an extension of the inner work that you're doing or manifestation of what your intentions have been.
0: Rebecca, you spoke about your book earlier and how it took years for you to actually complete it. What was stopping you from completing it and how did you overcome it to actually get it done? I'm asking that because I know a lot of us, uh, our listeners, including myself, we have those things that are just sitting on the shelf and you know you have to get it done, but it just doesn't happen. So what stopped you and how did you personally overcome it?
1: Oh, um, and, and then the the book itself was so, such a funny thing because I had like five, I have five books that I'm working on and and I kept on saying, Rebecca, when are we going to write that book? When are we going to write that book? And um, so I thought I was going to start off with the leadership book. Then what surfaced was more the poem book. So I think number one, um, I needed to lean in more as to what my heart was saying. And I was trying to avoid that topic because I said, but people won't expect a a book with poetry, like Rebecca, seriously, why would you do that? But the poems were actually um, a story that was weaved into a woman's self-development, a woman's self-awareness but a journey of a spiritual journey, relationship, et cetera. And then because I'm a coach, I like to allow people to have a reflective moment to write things down. So I think what it delayed me was number one, I didn't have clarity as far as what the intention of the book was. It was more than I just want to be called a publisher or an author mm. uh, by selling author. That's yes. That was what I had on my vision board, but now the detail underneath that I needed to have clarity. Um, and then without the clarity also, I said, I encourage people to just start jotting things down and filing the information in whatever um, order. And then the the, the sequence will, will show itself because you're busy trying to work things out. Um, what delayed me as well was I wasn't necessarily telling the people that were in my close circle about mm-hmm. the book project. I just kind of done it on my vision board It was nice to have. But now my inner circle that I had to work on business projects with, I had to tell them. And then what I did, I said, please keep me on track. And I check in with them or they would check in with me um, once a week to say, have you done any work towards the goal? It wasn't about. Is it done? It was just saying, are you doing something towards the goal, whether it's research or writing? So what it delayed me as well was procrastination. And I think a lot of people, um, is procrastination. And, um, and then sometimes also I would say to individuals, even for myself, it's not, sometimes you don't need motivation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't feel inspired to do the work, but you need to put in the discipline. So the discipline is where um, I think it makes a little bit of sense to add to it. And if you don't mind, I'd like to just read one of the poems from the book. And it links to that question (laughs) that you actually asked. And the poem is called My Dream Asked a Question. So the poem goes, my dream asked a question. When will my time arrive to have a go? When is the big reveal? Last time you said you were too young. Then you said you were too old. When will it be my turn? You answer, It's just not the right time. Now, today, you're saying you're too busy. When will it be my turn? Don't you know if you let me have a go, you will reveal more of the best of you?
0: My dream. Asked the question. Wow, incredible, Rebecca. Tell us about the name of this uh, book, where we find it. Uh, before we take a quick music break, that is incredible. And it mm-hmm. sums up where a lot of us are at right now. Our dreams are asking us a lot of questions.
1: Yeah, when, is, when are we having a go? So the book is called She Keeps Rising. Um, I will share my social media platforms and then um pretty much self-published. So once they DM me, I will make sure that we career to the person nationwide. And later on this next year, we'll be putting it
0: on Amazon so people can receive it virtually incredible. We are talking to Rebecca Manuki. We continue our conversation. I'm going to talk to her about the most common things that keep people from fulfilling their vision. um, According to her experience, the power of investing in your vision, and of course, how to get you kickstarted to pen down your vision. Yes, Cece Winans featuring Michael W. Smith with King of Glory. That was C.C. Winans featuring Michael W. Smith with King of Glory, uh, keeping us company here on Radio Pulpit and Radio K Pulpit. Thank you for keeping it locked in. I am, of of course, talking to Rebecca Munyuki. And I want to ask you, Rebecca, in your experience with uh, coaching people and working with them one on one, Uh, as it pertains to their vision, what are some of the most common things that are keeping us from achieving and fulfilling our vision?
1: Oh, and I think when people do vision, we always think about what we can do and what the possibilities are and exactly what you're saying, what's keeping you? Why haven't you done it? So since you're clear about what you want to do, what has stopped you? Why haven't you made that progress that you wanted to make? And the common Um, on the list that people make is number one procrastination Um, they just know they need to do it and they just say I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it next week and um, one of the tips that I give people is just to have a calendar view and maybe plan your goals in quarterly um, intervals every three months check in with yourself and do some small action and another thing is that the power of doing something small. It doesn't have to be one big action to fulfill your dream. It's the little by little, bit by bit um, in which you can achieve. Another item that people have, um, it's delaying them is fear, Um, fear of what will people think, fear of what if I fail, fear of, you know, what if I do succeed, then the spotlight is going to be on me. And normally people who are shy and don't want the spotlight on them, then they realize it comes with that level of exposure. Um, So part of it is just knowing that your vision and the purpose in why you do something should be what should drive you in spite of the fear. Sometimes we have to do things afraid. Um, Another third thing that I would like to mention that people normally mention is that lack of resources and support. And it's a valid reason, especially with the economy, sometimes the family structure, maybe you're the eldest and you got to take care of people, even if you're the youngest, maybe you, you know, so your finances are spread thin, or you've got your own personal responsibilities, maybe you don't have children. So part of it is what limits a lot of people so um, many times. With the limitations that people face is um, lack of resources and, and um, the support that they need. So we encourage um, people to just say, you know what? Yes, you don't have it right now, but what do you have in your hands? And mm. I think that's what God is so faithful about is always saying, what's in your hands? Mm. Um, not what you don't have, what's in your hands? Like, you know, it's like, do you have the ability to think? Do you have the ability to, have, to write something on paper? Just draw the plan. If you start with that, when people see you making an effort, maybe just putting your business plan together—it's on paper. Um, you've got your Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. You've got that in your hands. Start with that, and then when people see that, then alongside you, they will join that vision and contribute to the fruition of it. Whether it's an investor, whether it's a sponsor, whether it's a—you know—someone who's an angel you know, bless her that God has just led to, to bless you, but you have to start with what you have and where you are.
0: Absolutely. And this leads me to my next question, because I believe that it is so important to have help. I heard you referring to accountability partners. um, And when I look at, for instance, your workshops, I always get so encouraged that women are willing to invest money into their vision, getting somebody to help them shape their vision or sometimes Mm. it is you investing by going to sit at an internet cafe to do some research Mm. or it is you investing by uh, going to a workshop on how to write a book so that you can actually start writing the book and get the tools can you talk to me just about the importance of being willing to invest in your vision oh
1: You know, the power of being willing to invest in your vision, I think we we can see that it's evident in anything that we see in life. You know, when you hear of great sportsmen, um, Olympians, they they invested time, they would wake up early and go for practice, you know, while the kids were playing Mm. or whether it's a business person, they decided to invest in buying that building and taking a a chance on themselves so the same thing with me incorporated so all of us are brands you know always think about me incorporated how am i investing in my operations in my capital In the departments that I work with as an extension of myself. So they do require some level of investment. So you have a vision to become this person in whatever industry you have to invest in learning. Learning and development is so critical. And yes, it's time is a factor for a lot of things, for a lot of people. But I always say when that discomfort becomes Untolerable and unbearable you will take action so Mm. let's say if we met um and we've known each other for years jenny um Mm. i could say i'm uncomfortable i'm unhappy i'm unhappy but if you meet me four years from now and i'm still complaining about the same thing you're going to ask me rebecca why don't you do something about it Mm -hmm. and that something could mean investing in time um, time which means maybe i need to just put in 30 minutes before i start off my day Um, because maybe I'm a busy mom or maybe, you know, that could be, could help the research definitely. And then putting aside money, I've had people who sponsor other people's seats. Um, I'm also the same person who will say, Lord, I'm offering my service to you. So I'll even, you know, have sponsored tickets for for my my events. It's Mm -hmm. just to say, how can we help you get to where you need to go? So the help is there. There's an abundance Of help and support then financially you could tell your spouse if they're the ones who sponsor you or you can just put aside you know that money for that coffee that you would normally buy your 30 rand coffee Mm -hmm. just put aside for a few months and then before you know it you do have the money or you'll talk to the event planner or like you're saying the facilitator for that book writing project um ask them can they accept a payment plan where you say I only have 20 rand, you know, can I just do that as a seed of faith and then I'll pay the rest later. Um, I think the problem is that we don't invest because we don't ask and then we don't explore different options. Um, Personally, like during lockdown, I think a lot of people saw YouTube, YouTube became like YouTube university. Um, So there's a lot, there's a lot out there. Um, But also you also want to work with people that you can resonate with. So God will lead you to the right people as well, like the right teacher. Um, For example, there's some programs where you need to resonate with the spirit of that person. Mm. So sometimes it does take time. But do invest. May take that that decision. And also the people around us that we can see who are investing and they're making progress. So that's testament enough to convince you why you need to
0: invest. Absolutely. Rebecca, we've run completely out of time. We have about two minutes left and there's so much more. I still would have wanted to ask you, but here's my parting shot. I want to know if somebody is sitting at home today and they're saying, I don't have a vision for my life. I don't know what my purpose is in about a minute or so. Can you just give that person one or two tools on how to get started on pinning down your vision?
1: All right. So one lady came to a workshop and she actually said, I'm glad I came because now I actually know where to start. She bought the material, magazines and cardboard and scissors and she just didn't know where to start. So the starting point is sit down with a journal or a paper and just write down the key areas of your life that are important. So, for example, your relationships, what matters in your finances, what what do you intend to where do you see yourself? so envision the future so sit down in a quiet place where you just listen to your thoughts and i always say it's like checking in with yourself so you can talk about where you are currently so for example like when we look at a GPS system, we always think, hey, where am I going? Mm. And um, how, where am I right now? And then that will almost determine how far or how long it's going to take you to get there and how much effort you need to put into getting there. So I think it's important to acknowledge where you are. So I'm in a place of despondency, but I see myself in a place of joy. Um, how do I get there now? Okay, I need to maybe hang around more positive people. So maybe you, you see yourself surrounded with more positive people people so write that down Um, there's no right or wrong way of writing it down but the bible says write the vision down make it plain make it plain it doesn't have to be profound or complicated Um, and also let it be honest with you according to your values according to your vision and as you continue to do so there'll be more clarity and that's where the scripture says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path so as you take one step at a time Um, The light will shine more on the path that you need to take and then just cover all the categories. And when you do so, just sit with it and then um, then research on how to getting it done. But for now, I'd say the first step is just envision what it looks like to be on the other side and write down what, what you're imagining and then acknowledge where you are. And God will just continue to open the right doors for you.
0: And the next step, of course, is to contact Rebecca Munyuki and get yourself a vision boarding <laughs> session with this incredible woman. Rebecca, thank you so much for your time sharing your wisdom with us today. How do we get hold of you so that we can buy that book? And of course, if there's churches out there or just a group of Getting friends and you home. want to get together and do a vision boarding workshop, how do we contact you?
1: All right. I'm on Instagram and it's Rebecca Cano, K-A-N-O-E. Rebecca Cano at Instagram. Um, That's my handle. It's also Rebecca Talks on Facebook. Rebecca Talks on Facebook. Um, That's my Facebook page. And and, um, I'll be happy to get in touch with you. DM me and I'll be there. And um, cannot wait to get in touch with you and encourage and cheer you on along your journey.
0: Thank you so much, Rebecca. Also, God's blessings on your journey. We love watching it. We're praying for you and we are supporting you. God bless you.
1: Thank you. God bless you too.